Hello and welcome to Raw Fork Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marina Buxov, or just Dr. Book for short. I'm a community pharmacist and an herbalist dedicated to serving my clients in the best way that I know how. I'm bringing you this podcast to share with you like-minded pharmacists and herbalists that want to work alongside each other and share similar visions for patient care. Please enjoy the show. Hi everyone, I hope you are all doing well and hanging in there and dealing with COVID and boosting your immunity and taking care of your family at home and staying home. It's finally that spring weather outside, so it may be time to just go out into your local park or backyard if that's accessible to you. Just make sure to keep on wearing your personal protection equipment and, you know, keeping distance. Social distancing really does work, so just try to enjoy the nature and the weather and still be safe. So today's podcast will introduce you to Dr. Corinne T. Ferriby, a pharmacy leader, entrepreneur, health and wellness consultant, personal trainer, and lupus advocate. In addition to holding management positions in the retail and long-term care settings, she holds certifications in personal training, medication therapy management, advanced nutrition, immunization delivery, and many more areas. She's currently the founder and CEO of Trinity Wellness RX Consulting, where she educates and encourages the community to engage in healthy living by incorporating MTM, exercise, and nutrition. Dr. Farabee is also an advocate for self-care by way of yoga and massage therapy, both for herself and her clients. In addition, she's an arts and music enthusiast, as well as a thrifty fashionista. Her passion and vision of bringing community awareness to leading a healthy lifestyle is contagious in this Zoom video interview. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast, and for more tips and information, head over to my website, rawfork.com. Hi, and welcome to the show, Dr. Corinne Farabee. How are you today? I am great. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How's it going down there in Atlanta? It is super rainy today, but we are like, if we can just, it's not that we have anywhere to go. So <laughs> I yeah. guess it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. But is the situation okay with the whole Corona outbreak? Oh, it's crazy. Everyone's yep. in a panic, you know, but at the same time, getting people to like follow the restrictions of you know, that have been placed on us is, is hard, you know? So I think they're going to get stricter in what they're requiring of people because people. Yeah. I mean, we've been hit really hard here in New York, but I understand it's not as bad, you know, down in the South when the weather is warmer. Is that the case? Yeah. Um, definitely the numbers are much higher up North. Um, but you know we are still seeing new cases and we are still seeing deaths so yeah yeah definitely better safe than sorry so this quarantine thing you know just take it for what it is be safe keep your family safe stay indoors for now yeah just stay indoors (laughs) i mean you can go outdoors just social distancing you know just maintain some distance exactly (laughs) and wash your hands that's very important 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and start the interview. Um, I understand you are a pharmacy leader, entrepreneur, health and wellness consultant, and you know, just do a ton of things. So why don't you just introduce where you grew up, you know, where you went to pharmacy school and how you kind of just came um, to be this kind of a pharmacist? Yeah, so I am a Southern girl, born and raised in Georgia. Um, actually Augusta, Georgia. Um, so I pretty much have always known that I wanted to be a pharmacist. I was very intrigued with medicine and how it cures people. And so I, once I decided to go to pharmacy school, I actually went and got an undergraduate in microbiology. And then I applied to pharmacy school and I went to Xavier University in Louisiana. Um, and so when I came out, well, the entire time that I worked in pharmacy school, I always worked in the retail sector. So when I graduated, I just assumed that's what I would be doing. And so I got a job in retail and I had this um, pharmacist mentor that said, hey, you know, you're great at retail, but if it's anything else you want to explore, this is the time to do it. Like, go and do it now. And so I started looking at some other things and I spent a little bit of time in long-term care. And then I was offered an opportunity to be a pharmacy director at a small clinic. And so I took that and I really, really loved doing that because not only did it give me more one-on-one -on -one time with my patients, but I felt like I was able to take care of the entire patient. You know, because we made sure they had the medication they needed. We looked at their finances. We were able to dig a little bit deeper and see why are you suffering with diabetes, you know, and what does your household look like? Does anybody else have diabetes? Those type of things. Mm -hmm. So I really love that position. Um, eventually, they started to have some financial issues. And so I ended up back in retail. And retail was so different, you know, yeah. at that point, it was like 10 years later. And retail had changed so much, you know, it was just all about the numbers. You know, mm -hmm. how many patients can you talk to? How many patients um, medications can you get ready? But it was no like really like being able to have the real conversations with the patient. And that just really kind of like concerned me. Yeah. So about three years ago, I was diagnosed with lupus. And so I said, something has to change because number one, I felt like I could no longer work the 13 hour shifts and be on my feet for 13 hours a day, day after day after day. And then to be doing something that I felt like wasn't my true passion. Mm -hmm. It just, it was really hard to go to work every day, you know? So I decided to create Trinity Wellness RX Consulting. And kind of how I came about it is I looked at, okay, what is it that I do enjoy doing every day when I come to work? And it was talking to the patients and trying to help them figure out an action plan to have better overall health, not just like treat that one disease, or, but just to have good healthy lifestyle habits in general. And so I said, let me see how I can incorporate that, not only into my own life at the time, because once again, I was diagnosed with lupus and I was put on all of this medication 
And I said, this cannot be my life for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so I changed my eating habits. I um, started a consistent exercise plan. And then I looked at all the medications I was taking. And I said, you know, I need to come off of these things. So with the nutrition and the exercise, I went from taking 14 tablets a day down to taking two tablets a day. Wow. Yeah, wow. exactly. And I was like, okay, if I could do that for myself, then I can help other people do that as well. And that's really the basis of what cre helped me to create the business is because I wanted to help people. I wanted to empower them really to know that you can take control of your health and have a healthy lifestyle and it will change the dynamics of all the things you're dealing with you know especially as far as chronic illness and so when i talk to my patients that's what i talk about i talk about nutrition i talk about exercise and we create programs so that you can you know you can live an overall healthy lifestyle mm -hmm. but ultimately that's the goal you know yeah, feel good, be healthy, and live your life. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I totally hear you about retail, because I still work in retail, so I am still there. It's a little different in independent pharmacies, because we have more one-on-one -on -one time with consulting patients, but, you know, the business end of it is very hard to make ends meet, um, because we don't have, like, the numbers and mm -hmm. stuff. So definitely very difficult to stay afloat nowadays. So I think that's such a great goal to have, just to have help people need less medications and look at the time that we're in, you know, all this crisis with medication back orders and shortages and, su and supply breaks and supply chains. You know, this, you know, we're not meant to take 14 tablets a day. So we're meant to, you know, thrive without the medications. The medications are an emergency safety net for when we do need it for short term. But for chronic illnesses, really, you know, we should be able to take that medication burden off. Absolutely. And like you said, like everything is always on back order. So <laughs> the people are not getting what they need anyway, or they're having to change from one medication to another medication. But, you know, we want to be able to empower people to have other options, you know, because I do, you know, cold heartedly feel that if you eat right and you exercise and you reduce the stress level, you know, and you give your body the nutrients and the things that it needs, you won't be on that much medication. You won't need it. You know, a lot of times patients go to the doctor and they're diagnosed with different chronic illnesses and it's almost like a death threat, you know, it's because yeah. it's like, hey, you know, you have high blood pressure or you have diabetes and they make it seem like that's for life. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. You can, you know, our hopes is that you'll take control of that before that happens. But even once it happens, I just feel like you can reverse that, you know, with the proper guidance and nutrition. Yeah. I mean, if you do have, let's say, diabetes or pre-diabetes or hypertension or pre-hypertension that puts you at a high risk and you will have to monitor yourself for the rest of your life and you monitor those levels, but you don't necessarily have to be tied to taking medications day in and day out. Absolutely.
Yeah, that's a great point. So is that what the Trinity part stands for? Is it nutrition, exercise, and stress, or is it something else? It's, it's nutrition, exercise, and then medication therapy. Medication. So, you know, we just, we still want to educate people on medication and make sure they understand why they take it, especially in our elderly population, because a lot of times I see they'll say, oh, I take five medications, but they don't really know what the five medications are. You know, they know they take a red tablet, a blue tablet, a yellow tablet, but they don't really understand the importance of why they're taking it and, you know, what it does for them, you know. So we do want the ones that are on medication to understand the medication and the purpose. Yeah, and understand which ones you definitely need to take on schedule, which ones is only like PRN as needed for what, exactly. what it's for, so they know do they need to take it or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and be okay with not needing. You know, we um patients go to the doctor all the time and they'll get put on like, let's say, like a a reflux medication mm -hmm. and they just think that's part of their normal regimen for the rest of their life like they feel like they can't live without it and you know it's things we can do especially within our diet that will change the need for that you know so we just really want them to understand the medication and why they're taking it and if they even need it yeah and also lifestyle, like if they're lying down, reclining right after a meal, there you go. That acid, you know, that's digesting their food is coming back up. Exactly. So, you know, the bed can also be on an incline so to help that reflux from coming up. So there's a lot of things outside of food that we can also consider as their lifestyle choices and habits. Absolutely. And that's kind of where we come into play because a lot of times doctors don't have the time to go into detail. You know, they just want to treat the symptom, which is what you went to the doctor for, to, to get rid of this symptom. And so they give you the medication to get rid of that symptom, you know, but, you know, as pharmacists, I hope that we can come in and do a little bit more education, you know, to help patients really understand what's going on. Yeah, unfortunately, that's exactly right. Doctors don't have the time or the resources or the staff you know, to go and educate the patients. And as pharmacists, sometimes we are in this little ethical dilemma where our business numbers are dictating towards how many medications we fill and sell. Mm -hmm. And But, you know, as educators and healthcare practitioners, we are taught non-pharmacological approaches first, and we do mm -hmm. try to educate the patient so they won't need to rely on those crutches and those band-aids that just cover and mask things. And right. we do need to do the detective work. And uh, it's awesome to get paid for that too, because we're taking the burden from the patient and improving their quality of life. Right, right. Yeah. And then they, you know, you form that trust because then they'll come to you, you know, when they do have concerns or questions, you know, about things that are going on in their life. And, and that's how you end up taking care of the whole patient, you know, and that's my goal is to be able to be a resource for whatever they need. Yeah. So how does your company function currently? Do you do one-on-one -on -one client consultations? Do you do any kind of teaching or group setting classes? So it, it has um, changed, especially over the last couple of weeks. But originally when I started out, I did one-on-one -on -one or small group um, in the gym setting um, as well as virtual. 
Um, so in the recent weeks, which I was already moving in that direction anyway, but in the recent weeks, it's become 100% virtual. Yeah. So, but I mean, technology is amazing. So it still allows you to really do the same thing. You know, I thought it was going to be a challenge or it was just going to feel differently, but with the technology that's out there, I'm still able to do one-on-one. I'm still able to do virtual coaching um, and I'm able to reach more people. So I, I'm loving it. I'm yeah, loving it's great. It. It's such a benefit. I mean, you don't have that one-on-one in-person, like, I don't know, this personal touch to it perhaps, but it still works, you know, like you still do sit face-to-face and you could still mm-hmm. do the same coaching techniques from a distance. Yeah, yeah. You know, my biggest concern, especially as far as the exercise piece, was being able to adjust what they were doing to make sure that they were doing the exercises correctly so that they could get the full benefit. And with virtual, you still can do that, you know, so you get to see exactly what they're doing and how they're doing it and say, okay, let's adjust this, you know, so you can get the full benefit. But it's working, you know, it's working out good. And like I say, I'm I'm able to reach more people versus yeah. what I was doing before. Perfect. Yeah, because it saves you time in commuting and you can do like a live Zoom call or a webinar with more people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So were you able to transition full time to this consulting role or do you still have other jobs on the side? So... A little bit of both. So when I first started the business, I was still working full time in retail. Mm -hmm. And then I made a decision. I was like, okay, either I'm going to have to step down and work part time or I'm going to have to leave completely. Yeah. And so at the time, there wasn't a position, a part time position. So it kind of forced my hand to make a decision, you know, to leave. And So I did and I prepared, you know, in the process. So I saved money, you know, so I knew like six months out that I was leaving, you know, I set a date and I prepared. And so once I left, I was working on my business full time for about six months. And then recently I have a friend who owns a, an independent pharmacy. And so I pick up PR in there. I'll do like one day a week. But nothing, I, I made a commitment not to do anything that takes more time than me working on my business. Like that has to be priority. So. Great, great. So um, how did you educate yourself on these, you know, non-pharmacological approaches, diet and lifestyle and exercise regimens? Um, was it after you were diagnosed with lupus and you decided to do that or was, was it all like during pharmacy school, after pharmacy school, like when did that happen? I think it was a little bit of both. I think as pharmacists, you know, we were educated in general on those things. Like, and I, I really believe the population in the world is educated on those things. You know, it's really more of a mindset as to whether you do them or not. But yeah. I think we all know we need to exercise. We all know we need to drink water, eat vegetables. Like those things you know, we know those things already, but why we don't do them is more of a mindset thing. Yeah. 
Um, but even before pharmacy school, I enjoyed, you know, exercising and working out and, you know, being out in the world on the streets running, you know, I enjoyed those things. So, but it helped me to understand the importance because when I went back to retail that that second time, strenuous and I would be so exhausted that I no longer was able to do those things. Um, it, it became really hard to add those things into my day to day. And, you know, one of the things that I help people do in, is to strategize a plan so that you can incorporate those things in regardless of what your schedule looks like. Nice. So did you have to take any other like nutrition or personal training courses to be able to implement it in your programs? So it's not a requirement, but I did feel like it was important to me. So I, of course, did the medication therapy management um, certification. I have, I am a certified personal trainer. I took a um, course on that as well. And then I take courses along the way. So recently I took advanced nutrition. And just as a reminder, because again, as a pharmacist, we, we get all of these things. You know, it's not anything that we haven't been exposed to. But just like anything else, you want to stay abreast of anything that's new, that's coming out. And then just educating yourself about what's going on in the community. So like if people are doing keto diets, you need to know what a keto diet is, you know, because you're going to get questions about it all the time. And then you need to be able to educate them based on what they're dealing with individually, if that's a good, you know, a good route for them to, to choose. Absolutely. That's such a good point. Like we have to take continuing education courses as pharmacists, as professionals, but same thing if you are involved in any kind of alternative or non-pharmacological mm -hmm. treatment options, you should also keep afloat on anything new and all the new um, evidence-based studies that are coming out. Also. Yes. yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right, so you were able to mostly commit to full-time consultant work. How were you able to grow your business and get clients? Your best friend is social media. And it's <laughs> so funny because I really considered myself an introvert before I started um, my own company. And I was like, social media, I don't have time for it. You know, I just, I was one of those people who never posted anything. But after starting my business, I realized that social media is a must. That is how you reach people, regardless of whether you want to be on social media, everyone else is on social media, you know, so you really have to use that platform. And it's, it saves you money in the end of the day, because, you know, you have to have some level of marketing regardless of what type of business you have. And so I have really taken advantage of, of social media. And then it's so many different levels to social media because you know, you're posting, but then people also wanna see you. They wanna, because at the end of the day, they are, true enough, they're buying um, whatever product you have or whatever package you're selling, but they really want you. You know, so you have to show up and present yourself and social media is just a great way to do that. So which social media platforms are your go-tos? I use them all really, <laughs> but I use them in different ways because, you know, I look at 
um, I look at Facebook and it's, you know, it's mostly like friends and family. So you can be a little more relaxed and, you know, you can put funny videos, but yet still giving some type of education. I can put a lot of exercise videos there as well as Instagram, you know, Instagram to me, it's a lot of people that you don't necessarily know, but that's a good thing because then you can reach people and let them know what it is that you do. So I feel like you can do a lot of marketing there as well, as far as, especially with the exercise um, piece of what I do. Um, LinkedIn is supposed to be a little bit more professional. So I use that as more of an education tool. So I usually like to be able to teach somebody something or, you know, just give valuable advice, you know, so it's not all fun and games. It's, It's more professional. But yeah, I use them all, you know, so, and the great thing about social media is you can take a video and put it one place and it goes everywhere. <laughs> so recycle and repurpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, did you have any business or marketing training along the way, or did you just kind of figure it all out on your own? I wish I could say I figured it all out on my own. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so I was lucky to have a coach. Um, I actually, she is a pharmacist, Jerika Dodd, and she um, started her own consultation business. And so she's done a lot of the things that we're trying to do, you know. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about her is she doesn't want us to make the mistakes that she did. So she says, hey, do this, you know, because it works. You know, I tried to do this and it didn't work. So don't waste (laughs) your time type of thing, you know. But she like, has really like given us step by step on how to get things done, you know, from that, from, you know, filing for an LLC down to social media, down to what you should be saying, why you should be saying it, um, creating webinars. Like she's, she's really given us the tools to be successful. Awesome. Awesome. So is it just you right now running the business or do you have any employees? So it's just me. Uh, which can be good and bad, you know, because I did try having some employees, not as far as being um, a pharmacist or a primary, you know, educator in the business. But I wanted, I felt like in the beginning, I felt like I needed help with like the social media and, yeah. you know, just like the, the administrative stuff. But you have to be very, very careful because everyone doesn't know your heart and they don't know your business. So even though anybody can go on and post for you, it may not necessarily be what you feel. Mm -hmm. So you have to guard your business very, very carefully, you know. So I decided to take those things back on. And so I pretty much do them all myself. Um, But I do have pharmacists that are reaching out that want to be a part of what I'm doing. So, you know, that may change in the near future. We'll see. But right now it's just me. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I understand what you're saying about the social media presence. Like you want to still portray and demonstrate your own voice. And it's very difficult for somebody else to take that on and speak with your voice. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I often think about that myself because that's like the most daunting part of the business for me, like marketing and, you know, being present on social media. But that's such a good point, you know, that not everybody can have your copy and your writing and your voice and your style. Yeah, nobody's going to be as passionate about what you do as you are. Yeah. So what 
Um, besides maybe expanding to other caregivers, what are the plans? Uh, what is it, the current goal and vision and like maybe like a five-year goal for your company? Yeah, so currently I just want to reach as many people as I can. You know, I want them to, you know, know who I am, know what it is that I'm offering. And if, you know, if I could be of assistance to them, you know, I want to be able to do that. And in the process, I'm just like critiquing what it is I do and what it is I offer, you know, and being flexible, you know, that's probably some of the biggest things that I'm working on currently. Um, in the future, I would definitely like to expand the business, have more caregivers, be able to reach more people. And then I am actually looking into possibly doing like retreats so that we can bring people together and show, not only just tell them things, but show them things. So, you know, because, you know, we talk about nutrition, we talk about exercise, we talk about medication therapy management, but there are other things that are included in those lifestyles. So you might talk about yoga, you might talk about bringing a herbalist, you like, so it's just other things that you can add to the mix to educate people. Yeah, that's such a good point. Uh, I mean, if you plan to do it in the coming months, you might have to do a virtual one. But right. you know, I, I really like having both, both options, because the in-person ones are usually more expensive. You know, you have to take time out, you have to travel, mm -hmm. um, all that adds up. So you could do both, because I think the in-person ones are just so special, and you do yeah. have that personal touch, and like, you're able to use all your senses, like when you're learning. So that's just really special, but not everybody may have like the means or the time, you know, with right. their responsibilities to family and whatnot to do so. Yeah. And I think, you know, in the, in the wake of everything that's happening with this pandemic, I think it's allowed us to think outside of the box and have other options, you know, because a couple of years ago, we wouldn't have thought of doing any type of retreat virtually, right, you right, know, right. but now that's an option, you know, and people are open to it. So I think, you know, we are going to have to adjust our businesses because, mm -hmm. you know, many of the things that's happening has caused us to look at things differently, offer more, you know, virtual programming. And I think that's here to stay, you know, yeah. so, yeah. So what is your overall mission with your company? And maybe if you could even do like an ideal world version of our perfect healthcare system, what Ooh. would that look like? <laughs> so my personal mission is just to help people to prioritize themselves. You know, many times, even with me, with the lupus, you know, I was experiencing symptoms really for like the last 10 years, but I would just work and work and work and say, oh, you know, I'll take care of it later. I'll eat better tomorrow. You know, oh, I'll exercise next week. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't happen, you know, but I feel like if we prioritize ourselves, then we automatically prioritize our health. And then we end up with healthier lifestyles in general. Um, Can I just ask uh, for people that may not know exactly how severe lupus is, you know, it's a very debilitating whole body autoimmune mm -hmm. condition. Can you just describe some of those beginning symptoms versus maybe some other things that you had to overcome? 
Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so it started out small, like right a um, couple years after pharmacy school, I would, um, I would have my joints would ache, so I would have pain in my joints. I would have acne. I had the butterfly rash that people get. I had the shedding of the hair. And then I would just be extremely, extremely exhausted. Yeah. And unfortunately, I would go to the doctor and they would give me excuses as to why I was experiencing certain things. You know, it was like, oh, you know, you you work all the time. That's why you're exhausted. Right. Or you're on your feet all the time. That's why your joints hurt, you know. And even down to the acne and the shedding of the hair, it was, hey, you know, you, you're stressed out. Pharmacy school was stressful, you know, and it's just now showing up, you know. So, again, we have to prioritize ourselves. You know, when you know something isn't right with you, you have to keep going until you get the answers that you need. And so I didn't. I, would, I just said, hey, they're the experts, you right. know. So they must be right, you know. And then those things just continue to get worse and worse and worse until one day I went to get out of the bed and I could barely walk. My body was just exhausted and it was just like, no, I'm done. Like, we have to figure this out. <laughs> oh, and so when I did get diagnosed with lupus, I not only had lupus, but I had lupus nephritis. So it affected the kidneys and they wanted to put me on dialysis, you know. So I go from this perfectly healthy young lady who's running every day to now someone wants to put me on dialysis. And... I was just like, no, I'm not having it. It has to be other options. And so that's what made me start to look into the things I looked into. And for me, it was taking meat off the table. It was reducing the sugar. And like I said, exercising. So yeah, I, it could have been much, much worse. But I had to think quickly and make some decisions and some major lifestyle decisions. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Oh, absolutely. But as far as what I would like a perfect healthcare system to be, <laughs> um, I don't know if there's really an answer for that. But what I do know is I would like to see healthcare pay for more than medication and going to the doctor. You know, I would like to see other types of lifestyle um, things added into the healthcare system. So it would be amazing if we could, um, if healthcare would pay for things like yoga and meditation. I had the, op the opportunity to experience this guy. He came into our clinic, random, <laughs> came into our clinic and he was like, hey, I'm a meditation specialist and I can help save your patients' lives. Wow. And this was like maybe almost 10 years ago. So, of course, everyone was looking at him like, what? What are you talking about? And so he was like, look, just let me show you, you know. And so we basically set up something and he worked with 20 patients that had high blood pressure and 10 staff members that had high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And the only thing he introduced into their life was meditation. He didn't change, you know, their exercise, their nutrition, any of that. And all of their blood pressure numbers came down after 30 days. Wow. So, you know, the American healthcare system needs to get on board. 
because there are other things out there other than, and I'm a pharmacist, but there's other things out there other than just medication. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we need to have more of these scientifically rigorous studies, like clinical data for outcomes using some of these modalities. Because a lot of what we see is like, okay, medication X versus medication Y. And, you know, they're very similar in the first place. Mm -hmm. So instead of like more me too drugs, why don't we like figure out what works from what we already have, you know, accessible to us, breath work, meditation, yoga, exercise, Mm -hmm. mindset rituals, you know, let's study that and let's pay for some of those outcomes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah, a whole lot of restructuring. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's paying for services that health coaches or consultants or teachers would provide, you mm-hmm. know, and our health insurances could be put to, to that kind of a use with a lot less burden on our livers and kidneys, you know, processing the medication. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, less cost of labor, producing the medications, less chances of backordering. Mm-hmm. You know, just reserve that for people who really do need it, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And just being able to expose patients to other options. A lot of people don't even know that these other things exist. Right. Um, so they don't, you know, and, and like you say, the, the healthcare system doesn't pay for them. So it's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to take on another financial burden. Right. You know, I'll just take the pills because my insurance pays for it. Absolutely. It. I see a lot of people thinking that way. And yeah. People who don't have insurance actually will probably turn to herbs because herbs are a lot cheaper, especially if they're not in supplement form, but just like in the actual dried herb or tincture. It's a lot more cost effective for someone who doesn't have insurance to go and, you know, self-treat with herbs rather than um, have somebody prescribe the medication and pay out of pocket for the medication. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good alternative, but um, you know, ignorance is not always bliss. So like the more that we know of what can help us and the more this is present in our healthcare education for providers and patients, like mm-hmm. the stronger that we can get. Right, right. We definitely have to keep educating, keep putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Um, we just have a few minutes left. Uh, if you don't mind, I have a few last minute rapid fire questions for you. Okay. All right. So what is, um, what is your advice for students or other pharmacists that may be interested in a more integrative, holistic approach to um, providing pharmacy or consulting services? I definitely think there is a need for that. And I think that we are going to have to create our own lane. So don't be scared to, you know, get out there and use the tools and the knowledge that you have to educate people, whether that's through your own consultation business or, you know, someone else's, but it's okay not to be traditional. Yeah. Awesome. I like that. Uh, Okay. What's the number one thing listeners can do right now to improve their quality of life? To improve what? Their quality of life. Oh, exercise, exercise, exercise. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just like come up with a plan for yourself and do things one step at a time. You know, I tell people, don't try to like do it all at once and say, hey, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to sleep. Like, one step at a time 
And then you, you master that. So you master going to bed and getting six, I mean, seven to eight hours of sleep. And then you add on something else, you know, so let it be a gradual thing so that it'll be a forever thing. Right. Right. Make it sustainable. So make it a goal that's achievable and not an impossible goal. Exactly. Uh, what is the number one hobby or pastime of yours? I think I already know this, but. <laughs> no, surprisingly. <laughs> so probably like my thing that I do that I don't need to do is I love reality shows. So I watch reality <laughs> TV. That's like my, when I want to just like relax and don't want to think about anything that's going on in the world. Yeah. I watch reality TV, eat some popcorn, <laughs> enjoy life. Yeah, Netflix and chill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. And what is your favorite beverage to drink? Water. <laughs> Water. I used to be a Coke person. So I literally would drink Coke every day. But what I realized is that I was drinking Coke due to stress. Mm. So the minute that I removed stress from my life, when I left retail pharmacy, I haven't had a Coke since. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally relate. Sometimes it's, it doesn't even matter what it is. It's like you're reaching for something to put down your gullet because you're, you just don't want to be present where you are. Exactly. So like when I'm home and like doing my own thing, I can not eat for hours and not even be hungry. But then like, if I'm doing something I don't really want to do, I'm like, I need a snack, I need a drink, uh -huh. I need this, I need that. Yes. <laughs> it's like all these distractions. Yes. <laughs> Good old H2O, best thing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So lastly, I just want to thank you so much for your time and sharing your wisdom with our listeners. And please tell us how we can reach out to you and learn more about your work. Yes, yes, thank you. I have really, really enjoyed today. Um, so in order to find me, you can go to Dr. D.R. Corrine Farabee, that's C-O-R-I-N-E, last name Farabee, F-E-R-E, B as in boy, E-E. -E. Um, you can find me there on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So I hope that you guys will, you know, find me, message me, connect. I would love to talk to you. Awesome. So I'll have all of that in our show notes so you guys can access it there. And again, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day and stay safe during this crisis that we're having. Yes, you as well. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. As always, please send any questions, inquiries, requests to me. My email is marina at rawfork.com or just go on my website rawfork.com. Leave me a note there. Thank you and have a great week ahead.